All right, here we are. It's the uh, first show of the day here on Ward Wrestling Live, and uh, I am absolutely honored and blessed to have a uh, an amazing coach and wrestling mind in our country. Uh, it's Coach John Mark Bentley with App State, and uh, he's got quite a resume, and this is just a brief part of it. He's uh, in high school, he was a four-time state champ, one-time national champ. Uh, he had a, a, a record of only 145 and 0, pretty decent, three-time ACC champ at North Carolina, NCAA qualifier, uh, while coaching, now up in Boone, which if you haven't been to Boone, go, you'll stay forever. Four-time SOCON Coach of the Year, four straight SOCON titles, and uh, so far 38 NCAA qualifiers under Coach Bentley as a coach. And he's here with us today, and I'm absolutely honored. I'm like a big kid. Thank you so much for coming on, Coach. I do appreciate it. Yeah, Daniel, thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, and uh, absolute honor, like I said. And then, uh, you know, let's get right into it. Obviously, our, our your season was cut short, and um, you're obviously not the only one. The, the entire country went through it. Uh, man, talk about these times so far, what you've been doing through the offseason, and uh, – how you're keeping your guys obviously with their mindset and everything in the right direction. Well, yeah, obviously uh, I'll take a step back all the way back to March, which is really when, when everything kind of, uh, you know, was shut down uh, when the NCAA championships were canceled, um, you know, but it was just really a tough time. I mean, we'd had one of, uh, you know, the best years the program's ever had, uh, we actually broke the program record for uh, NCAA qualifiers this year. We had six NCAA qualifiers, uh, which was a program record. We had a lot of guys that were wrestling well and primed and ready to, you know, try to achieve their goal of being an All-American uh, at the NCAA championships. And then the Tuesday before we were supposed to leave uh, for the national championships uh, was the date when the NCAA canceled all the winter sports and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, we had all our guys that were on campus training and, uh, you know, I remember it was just kind of a surreal feeling having to go in that locker room and, you know, tell those guys that our season was canceled and that, uh, you know, three of the seniors that, you know, their opportunity to try to reach their ultimate goal, uh, was no longer there, you know, and it was just, it was probably the, one of the most difficult moments of my coaching career ever. Uh, because it was just unprecedented. I've never had to deal with anything on this magnitude or this scale. Uh, and, you know, certainly was not prepared to have to, uh, you know, have that talk with, with those guys and obviously disappointed from a uh, personal standpoint for our program. Uh, but my heart really went out to our national qualifiers as they were, you know, everything, their whole career is geared toward the NCAA championships in preparation for that. So, you know, when that was taken away from them, man, it was just such a uh, heart-wrenching, uh, devastating decision. And so, uh, you know, since then, uh, you know, we've tried to slowly uh, kind of move past it, turn our focus to the future. And, uh, you know, obviously recruiting has been very important. We're trying to make sure we're continuing to bring in, uh, you know, outstanding young men that are committed to our culture and team values here at Appalachian State. And, uh, you know, we've been having to do a lot of remote virtual team meetings, uh, you know, trying to keep the guys motivated, talking about, you know, how they can be improving and getting better during this time. And, uh, 
you know, I do think we've got a, an outstanding team culture and, and our guys are extremely motivated. So I think that they are, you know, still finding ways to train and get better during this time. And so, uh, you know, we're all just anxious and ready to get back to Boone and, you know, ready to see these guys in, in person and get back on the mat and start training and, uh, you know, get back to, you know, normal life. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that, that time. Yeah. And, you know, all that new state of the art stuff you've put in there over the last couple of years, that, that helps to get them in there. And, uh, yeah, that's gotta be hard. It's like telling your kid, you know, you're going to Disney world this weekend and then you tell them, Oh, I'm sorry, Disney world's closed. And, uh, it's gotta be a little heart wrenching and speaking to a lot of coaches as I have throughout the process. Um, I think they all have your sediment. It, it was, it was more tough to see their guys or their kids kind of get their hearts broken a little bit. And then I know you guys fought to try and get it where they get another year of eligibility or they get another opportunity. And I'm sure that's tough too, because, you know, if they're graduating college and they're going on to their next step in life, did they really have time to come back and put the work in to do that again? So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, honest, honestly, Daniel, the, the most disappointing part, and I think this is the part where if you're not well-educated about our sport and you, and you don't have a background in wrestling, you know, as far as, you know, you know, administrations, officials, uh, you know, even from a, a decision from the NCAA organization, you know, the sport of wrestling and these athletes, it's not just getting a season kind of cut short and things like that. Like there is no other sport that you make the sacrifices both mentally, physically uh, that you do in a sport of wrestling. And I don't care what sport you're talking about. There's no other sport that the athletes have to make as many sacrifices. So when obviously every athlete's a competitor, they want to compete, but in the sport of wrestling, you've made tremendous sacrifices, both mentally, physically, financially, uh, and so you do it all, um, you know, for that opportunity to reach your goals, the NCAA championships. And that's why for, you know, some sports, it's just hard to relate. Like it's not the same, you know, getting your season cut short, uh, you know, as it, it would be for a wrestler because everything, you know, kind of is, you know, kind of, you know, acclimates at that national championship. It's all and geared up to made, there. Right. It's all geared up to there. Yeah, exactly. And when you've already made all those sacrifices, commitments, long-term investments, um, it's just there's no other sport that can relate to how how hard that is, uh, you know. And so, right. So, and to say, okay, you you cut the weight, you got prepared, you're mentally ready, you've got your mind right. Sorry, pull the rug. Six months from now, you need to be prepared again. It would be very tough. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then you have people that, you know, in a sport of wrestling and, you know, unfortunately um, you know, a lot of our student athletes, not just at Appalachian state, but across the country, a lot of them are coming out of their pocket to pay for their education. You know, it's not like, you know uh, you know, a football or basketball where the university's picking up the tab from, for a lot of their education. I mean, a lot of these guys are paying for their own, their own education. And so, they've already invested. And that's what I mean. They've already, you know, sacrificed tremendous financially to pay for their school. And some of them have jobs set up, graduation lined up. It would be a lot to ask to say, Oh, take out another loan to come back for another year, put your life on hold. 
you know, with no guarantees. And it's, you know, that's just hard. I mean, it's just, there was no, there was really no great solution, uh, you know, when, when this uh, COVID stuff you know, came about, there was just no great solution. I mean, I know a lot of people were upset the NCAA didn't give uh, the athletes, uh, you know, a, another year and things like that, or didn't postpone the championships. But the reality of it is there was just no great solution. Just I think there was people around the nation ready to, to do an underground NCAAs. They were putting together brackets and everything and trying to find venues and trying to do like an underground uh, version of it. That would have been something, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, like I said, it's just, it's unprecedented and there's really just no great solution. Yeah. So, uh, so you got an all of, you, you got an all American that graduated from there and, and they're still on the mat, huh? But on the WWE level, well, what's it yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. Denzel DNA, uh, you know, graduated for us in 2017 was an all American for us. And, uh, you know, he's at the WWE now and, and kind of making his way up, uh, you know, through the ranks in, in that organization. So what's his, uh, what's his wrestling name? The real Denzel, I think. I think it's the real Denzel. The real Denzel. That <laughs> took a lot of. You have to look him up on social media. Yeah, guy. I'll do it. Hey, so Bud Hennenball just said, uh, say hello to John Mark for me. He is definitely one of my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. So you're, you, you're a North Carolina boy, right? Born and bred? Yeah, I was actually born and raised about 45 minutes from Boone, North Carolina. So, uh, you know, my wife's family and my family both live close by and, you know, we've just got a tremendous amount of support, uh, for our family and just our program here, uh, just cause I have so many, uh, long time, long time friends and connections in this area. So very, very special place to raise a family, uh, and, and to be able to do what I love to do. And, and first you were a Tar Heel, right? I know you. I know you had four state championships there at Avery High School and uh, uh, arguably one of the greatest high school wrestlers ever to come out of North Carolina. And you go on to, to college at UNC. I know you had some unfortunate setbacks with some injuries and stuff, but you still did pretty well, three-time ACC champ. Uh, what was it like to kind of wrestle at home and stay, stay in state and, and wrestle at your home school? Uh, you know, it was, I had a great, I had a great college experience. You know, I think that, uh, through the ups and the downs, I had a lot of ups, I had a lot of downs. Uh, but I think both of those, uh, you know, successes and failures helped mold me as a coach. You know, I think there's things that I, um, you know, experiences that I had and some failures, uh, as an athlete that I tried to take life lessons from, and hopefully it's made me a better coach. You know, it's helped maybe mold uh, the way that I, I try to shape and, and mold our athletes and, and provide great opportunities for them and try to make sure that they have every possible uh, resource they need to reach their goals. And, um, you know, so, you know, really, like I said, I had a good, a good career as a, as a competitor, uh, you know, but, but obviously now just very rarely do I ever think back to my time as a competitor, all my experience now and my energy is focused on, uh, you know, coaching and, and how do I, how do I get my athletes to be their best? You know, that's, that's what, you know, kind of drives me and what I go to bed thinking about at night and wake up in the mornings, uh, you know, thinking about my athletes and, and, you know, how can I, how can I help make them better? Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. I mean, 11 years there and uh, you've been four times SOCON coach of the year, like I said earlier. And, 
I know you had going into this season, you had four straight SOCON titles. I'm sure, I'm sure you were vying for another one. And I know uh, my buddy, uh, Scotty Sentas down there took over Campbell. I know he's, he's, uh, he wants to take over your top spot. So you've got some competition down there. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, but they've got, they're chasing a good team and a good squad up there at App State and you're doing great things. Um, and obviously your alma mater is doing, doing really well. It looks like uh, they're, they're doing some good stuff there, but, but let's talk about uh, where your love is now, 11 years up in Boone. Uh, obviously I, I visited there for your, for your state camps that you do, uh, which is incredible. It helped my son immensely. Uh, I know you saw a video I put out on YouTube that got a lot of looks when I was up there and I, I just wanted to show how welcoming and, and how amazing it was to be up there and, and just how you guys were warm. I mean, I remember walking in the first day and, and you and LeBlanc walked right up and greeted everybody, greeted us, took pictures with the kids, uh, spoke to them. Um, so, and then I could see why you've never left Boone because what, what an amazing place, what an amazing town. If you're a young man or, or woman out there that's, that's looking for a good spot to go, uh, Boone is great, but let's talk App State Wrestling and, and let's talk about your camps. You've you've definitely grown a big program there. You've got that that beautiful room you extended out. You've got the amazing locker room that you put in there that you showed us on tour. Uh, you've got the new weight training facility. I mean, everything is the state of the art there. Uh, what, what do you think has been uh, been your success over the last eleven years, and and what's your culture and and kind of your philosophy with your kids? Well, I think, you know, obviously, you know, Appalachian State Wrestling has a tremendous tradition, a great history, uh, you know, and I'm just fortunate enough to be able, uh, you know, to be the coach coaching here right now. But, you know, we've had great history and tradition for, you know, for a long, long past. And so, you know, most recently we've had a lot of success. Uh, you know, we've had top 25 teams four out of the last five years, won four out of the last five uh, conference titles. Uh, we've produced all Americans, uh, conference champs. So we've just got a lot of great things that we're, uh, you know, ha have been able to accomplish. But, you know, I think the other thing is if you look at our, uh, our fan base, I mean, you know, we're probably, you know, one of the top, uh, you know, mid-major schools across the country as far as fan attendance for each and every duel. I mean, most every one of our duels are standing room only in varsity gym and, you know, so we've got a lot of fans that are passionate about the sport. You know, you mentioned our camps, our summer camps are something that have been, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, a tremendous asset to growing our program uh, from a resource standpoint. Uh, you know, obviously a, a tremendous amount of our, uh, you know, finances for our uh, operating budget and stuff comes through our camps. You know, so that was a big blow losing, uh, you know, the majority of those this summer. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we've been very fortunate, got a lot of great things going on. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough the last two years, we expanded the wrestling facilities, renovated them, as you, as you mentioned, had a lot of great donors and, and fans step up and we raised about $200,000, uh, and completely renovated our, our locker room, wrestling room. And, uh, you know, we have top notch facilities here. I mean, there's just no better training facilities at any program uh, you know, uh, at our size across the country. Yeah. And just an amazing location. I mean, you walk out the back of the gym and you walk up past the bookstore and you're in downtown and you're in the little bagelry right there. And, uh, everything is just centrally located. And, um, I mean, I got it to, we really enjoyed our time up there and, uh, 
Uh, I know my son can't wait to get back, but um, I know you've got a, a new recruiting class coming in. Um, so first talk about the type of athlete you recruit, the intangibles you're looking for. If I'm a kid at home uh, that, that wants to wrestle D1 and, 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 uh, and App State, why App State? Well, I think that obviously, um, you know, we're, we're great at, uh, or I feel like, you know, our strong suit is developing young men, you know, and not just on the wrestling mat, but as, as people. And, uh, you know, if you look at our program, you know, we've taken a lot of wrestlers that were not the top recruits in the country coming out of high school and they have achieved some phenomenal things. I mean, we really, we really focus a lot of energy in the development process. And uh, I think it's about building relationships and, you know, growing these young men to, you know, achieve, you know, their, their dreams on the wrestling mat, but also just creating great people. And, uh, you know, we, we really, our culture is, is one of, of, uh, you know, a very team family oriented culture here at app state. And it's all about the program and, and growing the program forward. And, uh, you know, I think any, any of our guys, I think would tell you that we kind of have a, a blue collar type, uh, mentality. You know, we, we don't expect anything to be given to us. We're going to have to work for everything we get. And, you know, from, from, you know, each and every athlete to coaches, to support staff in our program, we all kind of buy into that same philosophy that, that, you know, we do, uh, things a certain way and, and we just, you know, we, we believe in, and just, working and, and earning everything that, that we get and, and being willing to do that. So uh, just a great, I mean, I can't say enough about our team. This is the best culture of, of any of the teams that I've had through the history of my coaching career. And it's just continuing to get better. I've got a great coaching staff and, uh, you know, tremendous support staff here at Appalachian State, tremendous support from our administration and our fans and, there's just so many great things that we have going on here at App State. And, and I think that's why you're seeing our program continuing to grow. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, as far as when you're recruiting, I know that um, I know that you recruit, obviously, North Carolina very hard. You've had a lot of success with North Carolina boys. Um, what other states are you starting to see as as some hotbeds coming up that you're starting to look at? I saw your recruiting staff down at our uh, at our tournament down here at the Cowboy at the uh, knockout. I saw your recruiter down here at the knockout, which is one of our big tournaments in Central Florida. So it was cool to see. But what states are you kind of looking at? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously our, our recruiting base out of North Carolina is something that's always going to be very important to us with us being an in-state institution that's not fully funded. So our scholarship dollars stretch a lot further in the state of North Carolina. And then, you know, the Southeast has, has got several states that, it, that is getting a lot better. I mean, Georgia wrestling has grown tremendously over the last several years. I mean, there's a lot of great Georgia high school wrestlers coming out now that, that are ready to wrestle division one. So obviously we're, we're recruiting that state, uh, your state of Florida. And there's a lot of good kids coming out of Florida. Um, and I wouldn't say that we just narrow down on a couple of states. I mean, you know, really we want to recruit, you know, the best kids we can from across the country. Uh, you know, we're hoping to grow our scholarship budget to make that more of a, uh, a possibility. I mean, that's probably been the one limiting factor on our program uh, as far as who we're able to recruit is just just the lack of scholarship dollars. And, uh, you know, so we've, we've got some, some uh, items in place to 
uh, grow that scholarship budget and, and, you know, try to get us to, you know, the 10 scholarship limit. You know, we're just about halfway there now. We're only at about five scholarships. So we're trying to, to grow that scholarship budget and, and uh, you know, that allow us to kind of be able to do some, some, some more great things for our program. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel about the freshman class coming in? Well, really good. You know, I mean, we were extremely excited about the young men we have coming in. I mean, we've got some guys that have a lot of talent and, uh, you know, seem to fit the mold as far as, uh, you know, work ethic and, and core beliefs that, that we uh, believe in here at Appalachian State. But, you know, a lot of times I don't like to talk about recruiting classes a whole lot until after they get here. You know what I mean? Because uh, the potential doesn't doesn't amount to a whole lot. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that, I think we got a good group, but again, their success or failure is going to depend on how, how willing they are to, to sacrifice and, and make, you know, make those personal commitments that it takes to be successful at this level. And if they're willing to do that, I'm very confident that we've got a really good group coming in and, um, you know, excited about that. Yeah. And you spoke about how you, uh, uh, how, how you really grow your kids. Um, I hope I don't mess his name up, but talk about uh, Danazio Samuels and, and what he went through this year and, and, and what the end of the year looked like for him. Yeah, so Damasio Samuel was one of our seniors uh, this year, and Damasio uh, had been in our program for the last four years, a North Carolina native, one-time North Carolina State champ. And unfortunately for Damasio, uh, he was always behind some really good wrestlers over the last four years. I mean, he was behind Randall Diabe, one of our assistant coaches now for, for three years. And then for the better part of this year, we also have another guy that's really tough at his weight, uh, Paul Carson, who was, was starting over him for the majority of the year. Um, and then we made a late switch uh, in like early February, uh, we decided to go with Damasio, uh, you know, through the end of the year. And, uh, you know, Damasio being part of our program has really developed. He's a, you know, he's grown a lot over the last four years and, and he got his opportunity and he made the most of it. I mean, he never won a college tournament until the Southern Conference tournament this year. I mean, of all the opens, everything he'd wrestled in, he had never won a tournament. Um, and he only started for us like, like five, six weeks. So, you know, he kind of was laid onto the scene. Uh, but, you know, I think the lesson to be learned in that is if you stay the course and uh, make sure you, uh, you know, when you get your opportunity that you're ready to go, I mean, great things can happen for you. And, I mean, he was able to, you know, win the Southern Conference Tournament and, uh, you know, just had a tremendous performance, maybe one of the best performances of the Southern Conference Tournament. And, uh, you know, especially because he was virtually, uh, you know, a non-starter until the last six week, weeks of the season. And, you know, had he been able to wrestle the NCAA tournament, I think he would have surprised some people. Well, I'll talk about a, a kid taking full advantage of an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, good for him. And uh, so before we get into my, my, my 10 questions that I always do at the end, um, man, talk about your SOCON. I mean, it's, it's underrated. It's really tough. Um, your get your teams that are in the SoCon are getting some big out of conference wins. Uh, how does it compare? And 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 how does being in the SoCon you know really toughen you up for those outside teams? Yeah, I think the Southern Conference is really growing, uh, especially at the top end. You know, I mean, I think you look at you know what we've been able to do consistently for the last five years. I mean, we've had a lot of top twenty-five wins. We've been ranked in top twenty-five in the country 
uh, produced all Americans, uh, you know, Chattanooga has got a, an outstanding tradition and history. And, and, you know, I think they've got a, a new coaching staff in there that's working hard and, and continuing to grow that program. And then Campbell university, I mean, Campbell has invested a tremendous amount of resources into the sport of wrestling as a university, they've decided that they really want to try to be good at the sport of wrestling. And you can see that from the investments they've made from just financially. I mean, you look at their facilities, I mean, they're fully funded. Um, and so, you know, I think that those, you know, those kind of investments by teams in our conference are the reason why that, that our, our conference is growing, you know, and, and I think, you know, we've got to do some work to, to grow the entire conference, you know, all uh, eight teams and, and have everybody getting better. But, but I mean, we're getting a lot better, I think, as a conference. I mean, we got a lot of new coaches that are, that are really trying to step up their programs and, uh, you know, especially at the top end of the conference. I mean, I think we've got teams that can compete with anybody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know, I know of some uh, some real good Florida kids that are coming up and going into your into your SoCon, and and they're gonna they may compete right away. So um, it's exciting to see what you guys are doing up there. And uh, obviously, the Carolinas have a lot of uh, amazing schools, so doing big things at the at the Division One level. Also, NAIA two, three. I mean, just a, a big hotbed there. But uh, I know that uh, you're on a busy schedule, so let's get into uh, into my ten questions that I do at the end, and we'll get you on the road. And again, uh, definitely honored to have you on here. I do appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Linville Peak or Pisgah National Forest? Uh, Pisgah National Forest. Gamekeeper or Joy Bistro? I've never eaten at Joy Bistro, so I'll have to say the gamekeeper. <laughs> Me neither, but I did eat the gamekeeper when I came up there, and it was awesome. So two North Carolina favorites, Pepsi or Cheerwine? Cheerwine, no doubt. <laughs> Another uh, uh, Stick Boys or 105 Diner? Uh, stick Boy. <laughs> They're both good, huh? All right, Foggy Mountain or Turtle Island? Foggy Mountain. The Cascades or Greenway Trails? Greenway Trails. At Mountain Brewing or Boonshine? Man, I have no idea. Never, never been to either one. Okay, no worries. All right, here's a couple of questions about some North Carolina delicacies. Fried green tomatoes or deviled eggs? Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> All right, cookout or Bojangles? Mm. Wow, that's tough. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably cookout, just because they're milkshakes. <laughs> uh, I like it. All right, donut shops, Krispy Kreme. <coughs> Excuse me, or the local lion. Local lion. Nice. Now I I'm glad you picked the local lion being there in Upstate, but yeah they say that Krispy Kreme up there has a cheer wine donut yeah I have seen that that's right <laughs> but nothing uh, nothing tastes yet but that's good well when I get when I I love doing these shows because now when I when I get out to these places hopefully one day I can know where the good places are and the good spots are to, to check it out so thank you so much um yeah absolutely tell LeBlanc I said what's up I will I'll tell him and you guys keep doing big things over there. And I look forward to uh, 
to getting out there and seeing you guys again. Thank you so much for coming on and good luck moving Thank forward. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Good luck to you guys.